Welcome to Show You're Joking. I'm your host, Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson. Today we have special guest, uh, grad student from Maryland, scientist working on the Ice Cube project, Liz Friedman. <laughs> we also have... You got, you got it. You did it. It's we, okay. He pronounces everyone's name wrong. <laughs> we also have... Coming back, as you just heard, Jimmy O. Yang. He has graced us with his insanely yeah, yeah, famous yeah. presence. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to have him back, where it all started. <laughs> Welcome to the show, you guys. You should do the whole show in that way. Where it all started. <laughs> Monster Truck Rally. Right, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> There's actually an accident here like once a week on this street corner. They're lobbying <laughs> to put awesome. in a light. Actually, I got hit by a car yesterday in my car. Not what? me. Like, oh. It wasn't oh. that bad. Uh, and then and then the lady came out. And then she was already super flustered as an Asian lady. And she's like, uh, uh, wait, wait, I, I think you're great on Silicon Valley. I'm like, this is <laughs> not the time right now. It, it'll be Actually, our guest today is uh um liz freeman is not asian i am not asian it's it's not asian. that what a good transition it was a she's weird a segue. non-asian fan and uh uh-huh. I, when uh we talked about her being on the podcast she's like okay look this is how it's gonna be i want jimmy on the podcast <laughs> that has to happen so um welcome to the show liz, thank you you make me sound go? really cool and badass when i really just straight up bribed him to be on the show right yeah tell us what you say what yeah i didn't get any money what are you talking about we can't offer you money man we can't compete with hbo and like the eight movies you're in who was bribed i told i told you the bribe what was the bribe Uh, well you're making it sound like it didn't work now what was the bribe you brought a present i felt cool that i was able to bribe him yeah i mean i can i can give it to you i brought you a jacket that has been to the south pole that was purchased at the south pole and traveled all the way back through mcmurdo and through new zealand and that's right awesome. To no, Los Angeles, didn't California. Tell me about this bribe. I, I told you, you just were like, yeah, man, whatever. You're so cash. No, I, I was down before the bribe because <laughs> I'm a good person. Okay, you should have just pretended like the bribe worked because now the story well, is well, Wow, I have a jacket for you. Isn't this awesome? Is this your jacket? I feel bad if you no, like, tricked through No, it has a tag. No, we she actually, got it for you. This we have matching jackets, actually. Okay, this, is this, this is your swag. This is your... Oh, South Pole swag. Yeah, I have it in gray, so we can be matching. <laughs> oh my god, twinning. I got the red one? This is intense. Oh, it's got an Antarctica. Oh, dude, that is awesome. This is sick, and it fits me really sweet. Yeah, that looks really good. With it's like hat, for warmth, yeah. like this This keeps you warm. Oh, it's, a good, it's a good jacket, actually. No, it's it's, it's will? pretty solid. In the summer? All it right. will not keep you warm in Antarctica, but it'll keep you warm in LA. Uh, but they sell in Antarctica? <laughs> yeah. Which I find ironic. I, f- I feel like you should only sell things in Antarctica that will keep you warm in Antarctica. Well, it's, it's you like actually, a gift shop, though, right? It is. It's, a, mean, it's <laughs> a gift shop for souvenirs um, for it's people like, who oh, are for going. For people to take home. Yeah, to it's, not Antarctica. It's like um, when you're leaving. They're like, exactly. get a jacket. Thank so, you. Although you actually spend more, maybe more time hot than cold at the South Pole because you have so many layers and they give you ah. really like fancy jackets. Mm-hmm. So like most of the time you're just sweating trying to like get out of the 18 layers you're wearing. Uh, you oh. know, I, I watched a great movie, uh, Meru, on Netflix, which is about mountain climbing. You know, that's a big problem with mountain climbing. Is that people overheat? People die. Well, they, they <laughs> die, general. but they've studied why they die. There's these scientists that put a uh, like a thermometer. It, they swallow it like a pill, and there's a little computer recording Whoa. what's happening to them. And wow. one of the things that causes them to die is that they alternate between freezing and overheating. It's not just that they freeze. It's uh-huh. like because it's this constant combination of like 
exerting themselves like crazy, and then suddenly like the wind coming and freezing them. Does like mm-hmm. NASA like space people have like a technology for that? Yeah, they spacesuits take care of this. I mean, how? But, like, uh, well, because they ha- they have a whole electronic system that's uh, cooling it. They wear these these things that flow liquid all over the body. I was gonna say, I think yeah. the water axe is like a, a yeah. personal thermometer or right. a, a thermostat. Right, but it weighs like four hundred pounds. Oh, so you that's can't you definitely can't climb a mountain with that. In space, it doesn't matter. Right, and on the moon, it doesn't matter. But it matters on Earth. Also, you guys came on a good time uh, on a Tuesday during the day where the lawnmowers just yeah. going outside. <laughs> this is this is exciting. It's a celebrity lawnmower. Yeah, Jimmy's a celebrity now. Thank so- you so much for the <laughs> swag. You know, yeah, uh, how awesome. many episodes have we done together, Kevin? Oh, I don't know. Probably about 20, 30. And how 20? many swag have I gotten from you? Uh, <laughs> zero. I, I think yeah, exactly. I gave you cards once And, that and you she's done one episode. Does that make me the, yeah. the best the best guest ever you, on the podcast? Yes. Yes. Because, yes. well, yes. we had another guest that gave us Pokemon cards. Ooh. Remember? Yeah, that's right. Brian Brophy. That's yeah. right. Brian Brophy. Something yeah. good? Us, what? Well, Gen just, 1, at least? Uh, it wasn't actual character cards. It was the uh, energy cards. Oh, my God. So what nobody talking... wants from the, from the packs? All right. Yeah. You know, so... It was because because uh, you were doing the Pokemon Go thing. So I'll say hands down, you're the best guest so far. Thank you. Wait, <laughs> yeah. what team are you in Pokemon Go? Oh man, this is so long ago. Mis- mi- yes, mi- Mystic? Mystic. Yeah, Blue team. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Me too. I'm into a new thing now. I just went to Overwatch Arena, Overwatch League. So Blizzard Overwatch, one of the most popular games ever. You guys, uh, do you guys know about it? Nope, completely losing me. You're here. pretty uncool for a nerd, Kevin. <laughs> So it's it's like a league now. They have a team in Boston, Shanghai, whatever. And these guys are driving Ferraris. They have a whole fan base, uh-huh. and they play every Wednesday through Saturday in in the old Jay Leno Johnny Carson studio. It's really sick. They converted it into a full time um, studio for these guys to compete in Overwatch. You have like the most Hollywood hobbies now. That's not Hollywood. That's <laughs> okay. like nerd stuff, dude. All right. Well, if there's nerds in Hollywood. I mean, I do sit in the skybox when I get there, you know. But so Liz, uh, the reason we were even talking on Facebook. Focus because um, so first of all we used to be in the same department at uh, UCLA yeah when I was a postdoc um, and you were posting photos from Antarctica and they were awesome and I even asked you one of I was like can I share this one you're like yeah (laughs) sure what's the big deal I shared it and uh, Twitter's algorithms are very nonlinear like if one person looks at them and that person has a lot of followers it like explodes so normally oh. normally i think I'm, I'm guessing owens fans like or or trolls or something constantly like pushing down my yeah conspiracy theory <laughs> pushing down the the impressions count of how my do they post. push down on it just not look at it they can uh, well a lot of no, no that too yeah they're just <laughs> pushing down all yeah. of my uh, tweets a, all the time a big problem with um internet trolls is that they they team flag posts and, oh. and the robots at Twitter are not smart enough to actually decide whether this is ah. a, this is a big controversy right now because Twitter never tells you if it's being flagged or anything unless yeah. you're actually being suspended. Right. And so there's these like people who like get all their followers to flag people, and there's robots that do it, and then Twitter just has all these other robots trying to figure it out and catch up. Anyway, that's a side point though. <laughs> Wait, which main... <laughs> picture was this one? So it, it was an awesome picture. It was on it was your New Year's Eve, which in the South Pole is one of only two places where New Year's Eve lasts for an entire 24 hours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and... What does and that mean? Like the night lasts for... An, it's uh, permanent is? daylight. There, yeah. There's no uh, darkness until like now, until February or March when the sun right, goes right, down. Right, but also, you know how it, like New Year's Eve starts in Sydney and then it gets to the East Coast? Okay. And, or it yeah. gets to your... So in the South Pole, imagine you're standing <laughs> on the South Pole. Yeah, that's true. But, so we, we also... Well, we pick to be in a New Zealand time zone. I mean, we just... We do pick a time zone so everyone celebrates... 
New Year's at a given time. Because do you guys but, not have a time zone? I mean, you do, I right? I mean, if you're at the pole, then... You know, every just, line of longitude runs through you. Yeah, it's, so. the, point, it's the, one, it, the South Pole, the North Pole. It's the I only place where so the time is going. We just we choose every one. time zone. <laughs> yeah, well, so, I mean, we're a little bit off, I guess, because the Earth wobbles. So maybe we're not exactly in the in the middle. I always get there are like three actual South Poles. So like magnetic. There's one for rotation, and then we wobble a little bit. So we're like a little bit off. Yeah. But Does yeah, for the most I... part, we're like the center point where all the lines of longitude meet. So we just pick New Zealand because we all flew from New Zealand. So oh wait, so do you live in the pole? Like what, yeah, what I, you... I mean the sign for the geographic South Pole. I mean it takes five minutes to walk there from the station. But also, what's the, the there's a ceremony and it's related to the location, right? Yeah. Can you so tell us it, about that? Yeah, yeah. And so you do it on New Year's. On New Year's right? Day. Uh, so I actually got the time wrong and thought it was. New Year's Eve day that they move the pole. So I actually made everybody stop working and go back. And then I was totally wrong and, and blew like three hours of work. But that's separate. <laughs> like, oh, no, <laughs> we celebrated West Australian New Year's. What a waste. We're in Hong Kong New Year's time. What a disaster. I don't well, know. that's also they, they <laughs> learned that I just say things really confidently and that they shouldn't trust me. So it's probably that's an awesome. important lesson for them to learn. Um, yeah. But yeah, so on New Year's Day, uh, so every, every year you have to determine a new geographic South Pole because the ice shifts. So we're not on land. Like we're on several, yeah, we're on and several kilometers of ice. It's so like there's actually glacier. no land there. It's an there's ocean, but just frozen. There's, oh, okay. there's land under it. Um, so uh, it's like kilometers down. Kilometers down. So that's yeah. how ice cubes so works. So it's ice, they, water, and then land? There's, or ice it's and frozen. then land? Yeah, I don't wow. think there's water. Um, but there's, so the way ice cube actually works is they drilled their equipment almost three kilometers down into the ice to the point where it started to get warmer the deeper you went because you were finally getting close to to earth <laughs> to, what's up with people ice fishing though i see they dig a hole and then there's water down there and they ice fish that's it's just not... really cold it is, there's no water down there it doesn't melt what it's so that's negative, a lie it's negative 55 celsius i'm not saying everywhere in the world that like all jimmy water just, freezes oh right i see jimmy just, just called the thing pole. he made up a lie i've seen those on television i know but not you've seen in them at the south pole uh, no you've there's not there's water seen... in antarctica where are the eskimos the north yeah nobody yeah. lives on the south pole oh, oh, oh. so the north pole there, you can ice there fish. are no indigenous people to antarctica who who lives there now scientists and people who make the stations run and penguins right wow and penguins and so uh, on the coast though so we're yeah. about a thousand miles from right. any I mean, coastline empty right yeah, i mean there's, there no, must, there's oh. life there but every there's once no in a while anything bigger than us the south pole like, well there are people but every once in a while a skua will fly over and you know it'll probably die soon because oh my it god can't make it, it back. got lost, lost or something yeah it got oh, super okay. lost and can't make it back to the coast Wait, so the south pole is like way shitter than the north pole well, there kind of isn't a North Pole because like it doesn't stay solid the way the South Pole does. So you can't like set up a, a base camp there because uh, it'll there just be mostly water. There, it'll though. melt. There's a flag of the North Pole, well, but it's cool. underwater. I mean, people trek to it. You it's just it's have to a, go when it's cold enough for the ice to be solid. And it's a it's a Russian flag. The Russians claimed the North Pole. Oh, right, because they're the only one that can survive there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they sent a sub and they had a robotic arm come out and they planted a flag in the. Oh, that's cheap. People didn't walk there. Yeah, it's a small flag. How many people live there now with you? Uh, so when I was down there in the summer season, uh, it was 150 to 200 people. And now... All scientists, right? Like no, not, about no. half contractors, half scientists. So, you know, there are cooks and there are janitors and, oh. and people who maintain the vehicles and, and all the, you know, the... Air, yeah, the that's runway a, that's for the, the airplanes. shittiest janitor job. No, dude, it's what? so cool. This is awesome. They're so ever, like people are pretty happy at the pole because you have to think about it. It's like if you're in LA and you're a janitor, are you really making 
the are you making LA run? Because if you're a janitor at the South Pole and you're keeping things clean, you're preventing people from getting the flu and the entire station shutting down because there is nowhere else to yeah, go I, except this one building. How much did, did, did it get paid the same as like Walmart janitors? They, Probably more, mm, I okay. assume. I would definitely want to be a janitor in the South Pole than a janitor at like a Cleveland Walmart. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Cleveland Walmart. <laughs> you know, now, now it's like, okay, I'm talking about like a Calabasas Walmart, like not Cleveland. <laughs> okay, Nobody so, wants to go to Cleveland. I would rather go to South Pole than than Cleveland. So we never got to the picture. Sorry, yeah, so we got so, to the picture, and then after okay. that, we're going to talk about Ice Cube, which cool. we only mentioned once so sorry, far. Sorry, sorry. So, uh, th- but I had to preface because the ice does shift a few meters every year. So there's a ceremony to reveal the new location of the geographic South Pole. And we do it on New Year's, and uh, we pass. So everybody gets in a circle, and you know, some people say a few words, and you can't really hear because it's too windy. And that's fine. And then they pass around the American flag, and everybody hands it around the circle. Wait, and- is everyone American? Uh, no, but the NSF, so the National Science Foundation, funds and operates the South Pole Station. Yeah. And it's American outlets and American money. That's right. But again, <laughs> but again, it is at New Zealand time, so it's a little confusing. But it's America um, out there. <laughs> there are, <laughs> yes, there are a lot, of, a lot of countries that help make this run, but it is run by the NSF. What if like an Australian guy comes up with like an Australian flag, you just tell him, shut, shut the fuck up, right? Like, hold this American flag. <laughs> Like, put your so, stupid ass country's flag away. You pay for this shit. Hold up, hold my flag now, and so drink you, a Budweiser. So you took this great photo of like them all in a line with the yeah, passing, passing the American flag. flag, and like the sun was behind it. There was a nice looked, sun dog. It was yeah, really sun, cool. That's, that's right, a sun dog, which yeah. looked awesome. And then what so did, I post this. I took take what is your that photo. a Pokemon? What's a sun dog? Uh, it's it's when the sunlight uh, bounces off ice crystals in the in the atmosphere and. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like a rainbow, but with ice, and so you get this nice, pretty circle around the sun. And you, you and only you see them in the north, the extreme north and extreme south. Okay. Yeah, and you can see. I mean, I have a really cool picture that I also sent to you that has like a, a secondary effect, so it's like a double rainbow, but all around it, like on the sides and on the top and bottom of the sun, it's really cool. But it's it's, it's really neat. It creates these like four bright spots. Yeah. Actually, there's one in uh, for no apparent reason at all in Deer Hunter. I have no <laughs> idea why, but I was watching Deer Hunter. And there's a sun dog. Nice. It has no plot significance or anything. <laughs> they just, look really cool. I and think they just happened to film one when they yeah. were filming the movie. They're like, hey, let's include that. Okay. But when you awesome. see it in the picture, it looks really dramatic. And if it's a strong enough one, you actually see a, a line of light all around the sky like uh-huh. in just in a giant ring. So it's just really cool. And you just had a double and, sun dog, which is... Yeah. Uh, so sun dogs, I think, are at like 22 degrees. And then double are like at uh, 44. Something like that. They're just like rainbows. And I mean, if yeah. you had had Vidi, you could have been like the double rainbow guy. I you really could have. Like, like, what does it mean? <laughs> anyway, so I post this picture to Twitter with your permission. Thank you very much sure. for get, letting me post it. And just... So the first thing is, for no reason at all, Joe Rogan, who follows me... Yeah, that's right. Um, he <laughs> just clicks like. And so... T- just because Joe Rogan ah. clicked like, like the algorithms went insane, and suddenly like hundreds of thousands of people what? were really? liking this photo. Holy wow. shit! Is that like the most, the most tweeted, th- like most seen tweet I ever made? Is oh your my photo? God. That's mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> Send it to Jewish Santa. I was trying to make something popular. <laughs> Wait, did he say Jewish Santa? Yeah. So I, I had this great idea that I was going to get Twitter famous at mm-hmm. the South Pole because it's like. You know, the anti-Santa, and I'm Jewish, so I was going to be Jewish Santa. Santa's from the North Pole, Exactly. Right? Oh, so I, I was it. Jewish I Santa, and I actually like put on a full Santa outfit and took pictures at the Geographic South Pole to do this, and then it turns out the satellite's so shitty that, you, like, the internet connection's so weak, I could never load Twitter while I was down there, and I just, like, straight up gave up on it. I was super sad. Oh, man. But then I found out I was going to be on a podcast with you, so maybe I'll revive it. Revive it? I mean, that's, yeah, a, that's make a, a good idea. Jimmy. What does uh, Jewish Santa do? 
Like, does he have elves? Does he have reindeers? So I, uh, since I oh, is it just a bunch of rabbis up, following him. It should be. I don't know. You help me. Help me come up with what to make it. I, I couldn't really he decide. Passes out pork chops. That sounds wrong for yeah, Jerry Santa. Yeah, that's that right. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, I'm, I'm digging myself into a very deep hole here. That's going to get me blacklisted from Hollywood. <laughs> Chinese um, No, I, I never came up with like a, a good personality for it because I, I had to give up on it because I just outfit? immediately failed. Is it a blue outfit? It has to be a blue outfit. Yeah, so the main picture, I I made a blue outfit, kind of a cartoon Santa, but then the only one they had, it was very easy to find a full Santa outfit, but it was red, so maybe we'll have to redo it. I you like this. It. Please like help me design this. I'll figure it let's, out. Let's collaborate. This is good. You know. So, and you're, because, so you mentioned that, that it was the American flag. So what? Anytime anything is seen in Twitter, it immediately has to become controversial if lots of people see it. So they're like, ex this explosion underneath the photo is like, why is it an American flag? How outrageous. No. And, and right, like, that's, that's my first knee jerk reaction. <laughs> and then other people are like, because we own the South Pole. Like, just making like shit. Like, how about up, the UN flag? Wouldn't that be better? <laughs> so we all said oh that my too. God. That's amazing. A Twitter controversy around this. Oh <laughs> right, my around God. This You're actually like stoked about I it. I can't just believe it. This, I, I mean. Well, so uh, Kevin's a horrible host because uh, <laughs> I still I know that you lived in the South Pole now, but w what do you do exactly? I, I don't think we've uh, talked about that. Yeah, we? so yeah. I'm I'm a graduate student at the University of Maryland, so mm -hmm. I am pursuing a PhD in physics, just like Kevin did nice. once upon a time, and so. The two projects that I work on are both neutrino detectors based at the South Pole. Oh, Kevin loves those. Yeah, I do. In fact, Kevin oh, does love neutrinos. Yeah. Quick plug. Uh, in addition to uh, giving money at Patreon slash SYJ, you can also now buy a neutrino noise floor uh, t-shirt. Oh. And if you donate 25... That's our club, right? Yeah. That's our neutrino dubstep yeah, and if, club. And if, <laughs> neutrino <laughs> noise floor. If you d donate, if you make a contribution of $25 or more per month to... The Patreon account, I will send you, and you have to send me the, your mailing address. I'll send you a T-shirt. All right, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's uh, fine. Please go I, on about uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, yeah. So I'm on Ice Cube and another project called Ara that basically do very similar things. They're looking for neutrinos, and they're based at the South Pole. And if you're how, how if many you're lucky, people? Because I was tempted to make a horrible joke about the rapper Ice Cube. <gasps> right? No, no, like no, how like how a, many like people? A, how so? I not mean, that many people say that to you when you say you work on Ice Cube. No, I, oh, no, nobody says that. But my personal goal is to get Ice Cube the rapper to tweet about Ice Cube the physics experiment. Did, like that is my I, goal in oh. grad school. I, I mentioned this before, uh, Jimmy. So one of the things Ice Cube does is really big neutrinos. Right. We'll get to that in a second. Wait, which Ice Cube? The... Uh, I, so, have you guys seen Anaconda? All I can think of when I hear about Ice Cube is, I want like a meme or something of Ice Cube the rapper going, "Yo, there's neutrinos out there this big," <laughs> like he does Anaconda. But nobody, so far, nobody gets it. Well, because nobody's seen Anaconda. That that's your problem. Yeah, that is the problem. <laughs> and well, nobody no, knows what neutrino people, is. Well, no, that's the problem. There are people who know what the neutrino, what Ice Cube does in the big. There's neutrinos. nobody knows what neutrino a, is that has seen <laughs> Anaconda. Right, exactly. It's, it's so the we, There's no there's Venn diagram here. Right? Can we bring the communities together? Do you have a lot of Anaconda fans on the show who can now learn what a neutrino is? Um. I think it's a ca chasm in IQ. <laughs> Anybody has seen the, the Anaconda has an IQ of like below 120, and then everybody knows about neutrino has an IQ over that, you know? Uh, so it's, but it's. You know, you know what would bring attention though is if you got Ice Cube I would to say, like, be pointing to one of your neutrino uh, events and being like, and re say it. Let's we'll do hunt him down. Let's find him. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I would love to. <laughs> well, so, what kind of neutrinos do you look at at Ice Cube? Is it just regular neutrinos, or is there anything. 
Uh, well, I guess I don't fully understand the question. We look at neutrinos. Um, what are the irregular neutrinos that you're well, talking about? Well, I mean, there's like low energy neutrinos. Uh, okay, sure. and you guys. Because like, neutrinos mean, are always the villain of, of sci-fi movies. Um, or just any, any movie that's like reaching for a vaguely science sounding reason. Uh-huh for something to go wrong. Like, I think in 2012, they tried to say that neutrinos were mutating or something, and that's why the world's going to end. Because nobody kind of <laughs> has a fully, like, grasp on what neutrinos is. So it just sounds like something dangerous. Well, you know, really, know, like, it depends like, on who the science advisor is. Yeah. Well, because so, they also, they so. come, you can measure have them from nuclear Thor? reactors. I have. Was that scientifically accurate, that movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, Ragnarok? No, no, the, the first one. The first one. Did they talk about neutrinos? Don't look at Kevin. Uh, I don't remember. Did they talk about neutrinos? Oh Well, you know, did they, Kevin? No, no, but uh, it was a dark matter detector. It was so a dark matter, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. and, and, and okay. it, was, it was for real? It, it checked out? Yeah, it checked out. Checked out great. Because the consultant was uh, Dr. Kevin Peter Hakeson on uh, Thor. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah, you didn't know that? No, that's awesome. I'm always shocked when people don't know that because it's like, don't that's I literally so cool. introduce myself that way? Like, <laughs> yes, uh, the guy, the consultant from yeah. Thor. That's I'm like, so cool. Like, Hi, I'll, uh, I'll have the fries and an extra salad, and I was a science consultant for Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, and then they so spit cool. inside of your Big Mac. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> they don't sell Wait, that's salad. That's awesome. Right I want to consult on something. Lindley consulted on Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Our, our advisor. Yep. Did that movie need consulting? She um, wrote the, the blackboards. Oh, cool. Right, yeah. it's like oh, Kristen cool. Wiig's character. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. Actually, they're very related. The way she got to to um, consult on it was the same way I cons- got to consult on Thor. Nice. But she was on the East Coast. so she Yeah, makes that. sense. Anyway, so you work on neutrinos uh, I in do, the so South Pole. <laughs> Yes. Are they special? Are they different than normal neutrinos? Uh, no. So the energy range that we're sensitive to, I guess, is maybe a little. Uh, I don't know. It's not that special. Um, so when neutrinos were first, way to sell it. Way to sell it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Funding the second, pulled. Second podcast mo- I've ever been on. So uh, we're we are not sensitive to say the neutrinos coming from the sun. So you have about a hundred million neutrinos, let's say, going through your hand. At any given second, Whoa. I think that's about the right order of magnitude, um, and those are just—they're just coming all the time. There are neutrinos coming from like nuclear reactors. Just that's what, probably why they sound scary. Uh, mm-hmm. But just there are a lot of processes in the universe that produce neutrinos. I mean, they're flying and everywhere. They're flying everywhere. Uh, so a lot of neutrinos that we see are produced in our atmosphere. So charged particles that we don't really know where they come from that we just call cosmic rays hit the atmosphere and a bunch of stuff happens and eventually you can get neutrinos from that and that's great that comes from our atmosphere a lot of experiments have found that ice cube can measure those uh but what ice cube was looking for in particular were neutrinos coming from outside of our solar system and outside of our galaxy and we call those astrophysical neutrinos because they're a giant question mark they're the same types of neutrinos that come from our atmosphere but they're higher in energy and we don't know what's making them and so that's a big open question is where are these high energy neutrinos coming from some of and the you, highest energy neutrinos we've ever measured and you got like a, in particular you guys got bert and ernie they got names yeah right? and big bird yeah oh and big bird um and they were these like huge events that were like enormous so uh like how big is ice cube uh, well so always about 510 i don't know there's so many <laughs> jokes here I, yeah. i'm refraining but continue yeah. No, but it's good. And then Venn just, diagram there, just Jimmy. keep. <laughs> yeah. 
Just keep <laughs> tweeting them at him. I want him to know about our Ice Cube. Our Ice Cube is Ice Cube underscore UW on Twitter because he took Ice Cube. Um, <laughs> so uh, but it's really big, right? It I mean, is. It's so, like, well, it's a cubic kilometer of ice. So that's awesome. It, it is like, awesome. So, and I mean, that's the biggest neutrino detector in the world. Basically, right? I mean, yeah. I well, so there's so the, this massive machine on top of Ice Cube. So it, not a machine. So what the way it works is we use hot water to drill down almost three kilometers into the ice, and like straight down, just straight right down. down. It's such a simple sentence. If I've seen enough sci-fi movies. That's how you make the Earth explode. Exactly. That might have been what you thought was ice fishing, Jimmy. You might have seen <laughs> yes, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you were if you're right there, well, people are doing Ooh, setting up the experiment. That's like, dangerous. Don't stand right there because an ice cube hole is big enough for a person to fit in, and you would just fall 30 meters and hit beyond freezing water and just definitely die down there. So wow. don't try an ice fish down a freshly drilled ice cube hole because that is very, very dangerous. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's just such a simple sentence to say we drill with hot water, but it's really this like massive thing that looks like several trucks in a row that like, uh, I mean, it's this whole thing where they're like melting the ice as they go down and they're drilling with hot water and then like, I don't know, it's this whole massive uh-huh. expensive operation, um, but it's really incredible. And you end up lowering essentially cameras, these really, really sensitive Detectors that are looking for just a few photons. And James Cameron goes down there. Uh, he might. <laughs> that's his next might. Oscar movie. Yeah. I saw one of these things. It's like a cool little sphere thing. Yeah, I saw the one doms. that was, it wasn't one of the ones that went down. It was like a mock up mm-hmm. of, it was like a little, it's like a security camera. But Did you lift it up? The thing's uh, heavy. Uh, no, I didn't. But Yeah, they're pretty heavy. heavy. It's a digital optical module. So uh, I like to describe neutrinos as little F 22s because um, have you ever seen a picture of, an F-22 or some plane uh, breaking the speed of sound, how, yeah. how it has that like wake behind it, mm-hmm. almost like it's a, a boat going through water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the same thing happens when particles travel through a medium faster than light does in that medium. <laughs> so when these neutrinos interact in the ice and they shoot off something like an electron, it ends up going faster than light can even keep up. So the same way that F-22 like disrupts the air around it faster than sound can keep up, you, you basically have the same effect What does that mean, go, going it's, faster than light can keep up? It's not actually going faster than light because that's not going, impossible. It's not going faster than light in a vacuum. That would be impossible. Yeah. But when light travels in something like ice, it slows down. It doesn't go quite as fast as it does in a vacuum. Oh. It's like 30% slower. Yeah. Right, that makes sense. So a neutrino can go, or well, the particle it produces, like an electron, can go faster than light. Oh, and it, shit. it leaves behind this blue glowing cone called Cherenkov radiation. And that's what we measure with these cameras. We have over 5,000 of them drilled into the ice in this really cool um, 86 string array and mm. just looking for these signs of neutrinos. It's like a sonic boom, but with yeah. light. So right? what that's you guys, what Cherenkov radiation yeah. is. So you guys are trying to figure out why these high energy neutrinos are there. And, and say you do figure it out, well, it's from somewhere. Like, what, what does that get us? Uh, well, so it... it this it is gets a form. Jacket, it gets you this jacket. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've already got this <laughs> You're already jacket. profiting from, yeah. from Icecube. Um, no, it, it tells us a lot about astronomy and astrophysics and some of the highest energy processes in the universe. And so this is, Icecube was first light for neutrino astronomy. So this was the first time neutrinos were being used to do astronomy. And that's really cool. And it kind of brings us into this era of multi-messenger astronomy where we're using traditional light to look at things like stars. And now we're using neutrinos and we're even using gravitational waves when things like black holes collide with each other. Uh-huh. And so 
it, it so this really would tell us about space that's what you're teaches saying. us about space <laughs> okay um, i got my answer I I was, i'm sorry okay yes we learn about space uh-huh that so was the like, short answer we, we have ligo now so like for example maybe we'll see like two black holes or sorry two neutron stars collide and when they do that maybe that's one of the sources of these neutrinos and if the two happen at the exact same time in the same part of the sky mm. that would be awesome well yeah. why why would it be awesome <laughs> yeah like what's the selling point on neutrinos right like is it like what you're saying like neutrino cell phones i, I don't know like is it like how, how would you sell them? it's the next new frontier technology or like if we figure out neutrinos how what processes can get like um uh, better what can we learn more about earth um well you can learn a lot about earth like one of the things that um camland found from studying neutrinos is we know exactly how much heat the earth generates in its core Oh. That's something you could only find out from neutrinos. Geologists were never able to answer it. Because neutrino we, goes through, so you, you can, measure yeah, it. Because every, uh, some fraction of the Earth's heat comes from, it's still from cooling from the initial creation of the Earth. So four billion years ago, a lot of this heat was trapped. The Earth is so thick, it takes like a long time to get through. Wow. But, um, so, but we also know there's a lot of uranium in the Earth. There's, dirt has uranium, uh-huh. and that naturally decays, thorium also. But we didn't know like what the ratio was. And so neutrinos allowed us to, to figure that out. That's cool. By counting the number of neutrinos coming from the core. It's like going through stuff you couldn't have gone through before. Yeah. There's some practical uses, too. Um, like There's some national security th- issues. Like uh, you can detect reactors with neutrinos so there's the possibility that you we may be able to detect uh you know um enemy subs or um, covert nuclear weapons programs and things like that See, now i'm giving you money (laughs) that's where the big bucks come in yeah yeah you're talking about russians and subs (laughs) that was such a good answer so good I mean, that definitely makes the selling point when you're going to Congress. For right. Sure, that one. Yeah, yeah. The that, one that's I also one. like okay, is, cool. is you don't always know what's going to be helpful. And so, yeah. I mean, the, the classic example is your GPS in your phone mm. or, you know, or your car or wherever your mm-hmm, GPS. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't work without relativity. And so... Einstein back in the day was this guy studying really lofty things. I mean, who would have thought that these things that are out in space talking about black holes that have absolutely no relevance to daily life, who would have known that 100 years later, every phone would would operate successfully? Like the GPS would be helpful. Gave us Google Maps. Yeah. Google Maps well, would and, not exist. and Apple Maps, to and be fair. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. And Foursquare. Does anybody play that? And Pokemon Go, man. Yeah, yeah that's, that's Einstein. Right. Team Mystic. Yeah. He would have been on Team Mystic. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, you don't. Uh, the whole reason we do fundamental physics is because we don't even know what to think about how to build something until we know what we can do and we also don't know what mm. to be afraid of until we do it you right. know like for example one of the things that neutrinos t- tell us about is uh like supernova and we don't know how often supernova have you know and, and uh how dangerous they are and like for example we got really good at predicting them maybe we would know that if one was going to happen very close we'd have to all go underground and shield ourselves from the radiation burst from it how, not how from are, the neutrinos but i mean this is a very the neutrinos unlikely are scenario innocent. But, <laughs> they're the good guys come on yeah how, how but, much funding and research goes into making sure the earth doesn't get like hit by a, another thing and then we all obliterate not very much but i mean that's still important for fundamental research so like mm-hmm. the dinosaurs were not studying asteroids and they died from an asteroid or yeah. a comet hitting the earth we now live in the world where we because people are studying dinosaurs of all things which you could also say what's the point of studying dinosaurs well now we know that 
good thing we studied dinosaurs because now we know that every couple tens of millions of years a giant rock will hit the earth yeah and we're like the first species on the planet to be smart enough to actually possibly uh, you know avert that catastrophe it's the same with neutrinos can, like, can we do that we'll... now like like i remember back in the 90s every movie the main antagonist <laughs> is an asteroid yeah well because that was around the that was the around the time when people realized that this actually was a, a serious, possibility yeah and yeah, I so mean, now if we, we see we one can't coming, exactly can we do it yet? But we're we're getting really close. And neutrinos yeah. would help that. Po well, no, neutrinos might help with it. <laughs> you gotta say yes to that. That's how you get the money, Kevin. Well, no, no, but it's more it's more vague. Like neutrinos help us learn about other things we still don't know about. Uh -huh. Like maybe they killed off other things. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've moved on to just general support of science, which is maybe lacking today. Yeah. So this mm -hmm. is, that's we're good. still helping. There's another thing that's really cool about it. When you learn how to detect stuff in solid ice, um, you know, you have to build the devices to do it. And mm -hmm. you get a lot of smart people focused on one task that they otherwise wouldn't be able to do. And, and they're doing it in solving that, that device. And in that process, they come up with new ideas for new inventions. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's probably actually the biggest contribution of science. I mean, this happened with oh, lasers, nice. microwaves. Um, uh, I'm stuck on lasers. <laughs> <laughs> Those are pretty cool. But I mean, yeah. all of the cool, yeah, transistors, all of that stuff, nobody set out going, I want a computer to run faster, so we need to uh -huh, revert, uh -huh. you know, we need to invent a transistor. It was really very much the other way around. Some scientists working just who got a lot of money from AT&T before it was, you know, before when they right, used right, right. to do re research and they developed the first transistor and if you see a picture of it it looks like crap. It's like it looks like somebody hot glued <laughs> yeah, yeah. stuff to it. But nowadays it's like the most fundamental thing to our lives and right. it's just made life unbelievably better. For so us. this is called fundamental science research? Yeah. Cool. I still have a hard time grasping like what it's doing, why we're we researching it. But I think when you put it in the more um, explanation, like this is fundamental science and that could lead to other stuff. Like the well, GPS example is absolutely. great. I, I think that helped me understand it a lot. Thank you very but much. Kevin has never told me that. <laughs> well, also the exciting thing about neutrinos is they don't quite fit into the standard model. And the standard model is like the explanation for all of particle physics. It's, it's our periodic table, let's say. Mm -hmm. And... You know, everything and at it's CERN, really good, it's really good. And it's, it explains It explains everything. everything. And everything at CERN was uh, was very exciting. The except periodic table does, you're talking about? Well, uh, the, physics. The, yeah, oh, the standard everything. model is is even more fundamental than the periodic table. It is. And when was that like set in stone or like well, created? In the 50s and 60s, it was yeah, really it coming a, into wow. coming it gets into adjusted, place. though. And Every so, time okay. we discover something new, we make a new standard model and so, we still well, call it standard models. Yeah. Sort of, though. But I we mean, don't adjust our high school textbooks, so, you know. Well, <laughs> right. But right. so many things have, like, the standard model has held up really, really well. And what's interesting is neutrinos don't quite fit into the standard model. They don't do exactly what we ah. expect. And so that's this indication that maybe there's something interesting. I mean, there's definitely something interesting Why about that. Why doesn't it fit? Well, How do you answer that concisely? Uh, um. Well, okay. So, for example, originally everyone wrote down equations that had neutrino having no mass. Mm -hmm. It was because they, they go basically the speed of light. Like protons, and electrons that that that, that, have, that mass. have mass. Yeah. Photons yeah. do not. So, yeah. I think you said protons, but oh no! Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to correct. I was saying oh. as an example, <laughs> photons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't. particles of light exactly like, yeah. they don't have mass. Don't have mass. And so uh -huh. people thought neutrinos acted maybe more like photons, but then they also they're. They're not quite, they don't go the speed of light. They go slower. And so there are a lot of indications that they do have mass. But uh. it, it turns out, so in all the experiments people did to, to detect neutrinos, it's hard to detect them because they don't have a charge. So in all these experiments, people were finding that there aren't, 
there were about a third as many neutrinos as there should be. Mm-hmm. And so this was coming the, from the sun. Coming from the yeah. sun. This was the solar neutrino problem. And because we know it, how bright the sun is. We know it's a few like a, a nuclear reactor. So just like with the Earth, we knew there should be, you know, nutri- a certain number of neutrinos ah. coming off of this reactor. And we weren't off by yeah. a, a little bit. We were off by a lot. I mean, there, there were a ton missing. And it, it turns out there are these three types of neutrinos and they all turn into each other. <laughs> So they oh. oscillate between what type of neutrino they are. Almost like a like a clock ticking. Cool. So and that's how you could prove they're not going to the speed of light because when something's going to the speed of light, relativity says time stops. So on mm-hmm. a photon, time stops. In fact, that's how Einstein came up with it. He, he as a, a a youngster, as a teenager, he tried to imagine what it would be like to ride along with a photon, and that's when he came up with the idea. He's like, oh my god, time would stop, and he realized that. So if they're ticking. Yep, time is not stopped for them, and and so uh, there is there's this. I'm trying to think how to say this in like a single. So something sentence. doesn't add up with neutrinos. Exactly. Like, fundamentally, f- in physics, and like we, there's something. Yeah, I don't well, know. How mysterious. We've solved it since. Oh, you, you solved it. Well, we solved of. that part. The right, solar that part. part. The, the yeah. solar that part. part. Yes. Yeah, so we know the three flavors of neutrinos the, that should exist. What about the mass and speed part? So that's a good question. We don't know what mass these neutrinos are. We know the differences. So we know the difference in mass between the first type and the second type, and the difference between the second and third. But the weird part is there's a little bit of each type of neutrino in that first type of neutrino. So they all mix together and blend together, and what's called, so some science words, Uh the flavor eigenstates uh, are not the same (laughs) as the mass eigenstates. Uh So they're they're a combination of these mass eigenstates. And so... And I guess once you figure out these problems, it helps you understand... Mm. Yeah, well, flavor, by the way, is my favorite physics <laughs> term. I, physicists always have, with the standard model in particular, we add, we come up with like the weirdest things to call stuff because everyone's like, oh, we figured everything out, so we're giving it nice, professional sounding names. And then something strange happens. Like, in fact, there's strange. literally there's strangeness. A, yeah, there's literally a quirk that is called the strange quirk because we thought we understood the standard model at the beginning of the century. And then suddenly it was like, there was this new particle called a kaon that was raining down uh, Mount Wilson. And then, and just the only way people could describe it is like, that's really strange. And that's stuck as its name. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> wow. Anyway, but flavor is a great one too, because there really is no, almost no other way to describe it. It's like, well, some, some neutrinos are vanilla, some are chocolate <laughs> and some are, I don't know, mint chocolate chip. Right. <laughs> Very good. The three flavors of ice cream. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's this weird problem, and if you can come up with a good answer, I mean, people are chasing what these masses are of these neutrinos, kind of why they don't fit into the standard model. People maybe thought they could be dark matter for a while, and so there are just there are a lot of questions about them, and that can always lead to new physics, and new physics can lead to technological advances. So tying back to why you should fund us, neutrino <laughs> research is a hot area of physics. It's really exciting, and everyone should pay attention and Boom. keep us funded. You guys should uh, do an ICO and get a cryptocurrency of a, a, a neutrino <laughs> <Right>. coin. Neutrino <laughs> yeah. coin. That, that's oh, how that's you get awesome. some cash. I think I'm going to set that up. Because people that don't understand so how crypto works, but they still throw money in. Do you know there's a Pepe coin? Pepe? Yeah, like, so what, what does that like mean? Pepe, the little racist frog. Oh, my God. Pepe, Pepe yes. Le Pew? Uh, no, no, no. no. Pe- no the little, it's a little, like, alt-right frog. Oh, I didn't know that. He has I don't, his I don't own know. cryptocurrency for some reason. Did he show know. up on that picture from the South Pole? 
Uh, I bet you anything, at least one person who liked the picture oh, had man. a little Pepe no. profile pic. Wait, no, maybe that's better. That's like more, all publicity is good oh, publicity, Oh, yeah, yeah, right? no, if, with stuff that when it spreads, yeah. You, yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, you want to spread science to those people, and then maybe they'll be less alt-right yeah. if, if they yeah. actually understand science. Also, because uh, because I'm friends with Owen, like half, half my followers are... <laughs> Really? Are, Are they actually listening to the podcast? Yeah, probably. Shout That's out to all of Owen's followers. One of the <laughs> few tweets I managed to get out at the South Pole, I think, was to... I picked just some random Flat Earth Twitter account. I was like, where do you think I am right now? And wanted somebody to ask about like the ice wall. But... Oh, I like have, trap them and, yeah. then, and then grill them with it. Or not. Well, it wouldn't be helpful because if you look around the South Pole, everything's just flat. So I don't know if I'd convince That's anybody. <laughs> right. I didn't think it through. And and also, it's like one of six tweets that well, I was able also, to send sorry, down there. Like, you're government funded, so you're literally in on it. I mean, you, that's true. So many people, I mean, so many people asked me if if I was like, oh, ha ha, ha gonna go see those government <laughs> facilities down there or something, something like that. So that was and, the aliens well, are. Somebody, yeah, no, exactly. Everybody somebody was like, does. no, no, but. But you know that when there are that many theories, like people are up to something. Like I bet there is an underground, some government facility that's like doing alien <laughs> of it research. Is literally underground. It, well, yeah. Well, we actually I did go underground. I well, went so in the when I was at UCLA, I worked in the the tunnel in the bottom of uh, in the middle of a mountain in in, in uh, Italy. And a lot of the they told me that everyone in Italy is not everyone. Like a lot of people are just convinced that's where the Italian government is hiding the aliens. <laughs> well, they probably are. I oh. won't trust I've been the Italian there. government. I didn't see any aliens. Very much. Yeah, I mean, there's back caverns, so they might have yeah, been hiding them back there. I don't there, have the but... clearance to go see the aliens. <laughs> so, how long were you living in the South Pole? I was there for five weeks. Oh, okay, is it five weeks at a time? Are you going to go back? I would love to go back. It's really competitive. A, it, a lot of students want to go. Yeah. Really? So yeah, Ice Cube has about five spots for, I don't know, there are 200 to 300 people, I think, on the author list right now, and maybe 100 or 150 are students. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right numbers, but there are only five spots roughly each year. Do, and do you guys narrow it down with like, give everybody a slide rule and then put them in a pit and say like fight to the death dude I wish I'd be so good at that physical kids are not that tough <laughs> but no uh, I actually didn't go through Ice Cube so I didn't have to do the Hunger Games to, to get to go um, because I'm on the Iscarian Radio Array is a similar project so Ice Cube proved to the world that you can measure neutrinos like this that you can make it out of Compton that's what he proved to the world <laughs> Exactly. Compton um, scattering. Yeah. Uh, and you can make it out the hood. I mean, nice. Good one, Kevin. Um, but yeah, so once uh, somebody does something successfully, everyone else goes, oh, yeah, now we can do. Yeah, now you know, everybody in the hood now is we rapping. Can do it. <laughs> um, I told you I'm right. Jewish Santa, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. All of these are just over my head. Um, so. Wait, do you actually know who Ice Cube is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mr. O'Shea Jackson. Um, so, wait, what was I saying? Uh, oh, so... NWA? Um, yes, I do know. But I'm also trying to tell... <laughs> I'm not sure what question I'm supposed to answer. Okay, so the Iscarian Radio Ray is the project I went to down to the South Pole. questions. <laughs> These are not questions. These are statements. <laughs> Facts. Um, so... Okay, so the Iscarian Radio Array is another neutrino detector that is, again, doing the same thing as Ice Cube, but looking at a higher energy range. And uh, since they're under construction right now, the detector's not completed. They had three stations out of a proposed 37. And so I got to go down with a lot of other people from ARA to build the next two stations. Like and scope it's, out 
Yeah, it's only because spots. they're actually in a building year that they have this extra funding to send more students. So that's why I got to go. Is, is, so let me, for this experiment, like you don't even drill anything, right? You do. You drill you do? 200 meters. Okay. So it's but it, like, you're much looking, less expensive than ice cube drilling. Because you're looking for radio waves instead of the light. Right. So is there is it also like a shrink-off Yes, thing, it's or similar. Is, or I kind it? of think of it. So apparently I learned from some aerospace engineers that there's uh, supersonic and hypersonic, right? They're like different levels of mm-hmm. breaking, going faster than the speed of sound. So it's kind of a similar thing. If you have a really, really high energy neutrino, you get the normal shrink-off radiation. And then you get the secondary effect called the Ascarian effect that emits radio waves instead of the Ascarian, blue. that's a crypto, right? Yeah, Ascarian coin. Ascarian yeah. coin. <laughs> this sounds like it's going to be a villain in a movie now. That's true. Um, it's the Ascarians. They got to our neutrino noise floor. Ascarians. <laughs> that's like as lazy as uh, unatanium. <laughs> yeah. like, right? Like the Ascarians. Yeah, it's just some dude's name, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so it, radio waves are much bigger than visible light and so they don't care so much that the ice near the surface has a bunch of bubbles in it or if there's dust in the way you know they're just it's just noise to them that's so. why you need it at the south pole right because the south pole is just like really really clean clear ice. yeah yeah it's really better than the north pole it. ice yeah. yeah well again the north well, pole it, there's away. not enough like solid land it <laughs> melts every year uh-huh. um whereas the south pole's like always this frozen really like again three kilometers of ice because we're up at, at pretty much ten thousand feet um, I think maybe it's 9,300 feet, but the effective elevation is always around 10,000. And so, yeah, you have to deal with, like, altitude sickness when you're up there, oh, which kind of sucks. Oh, so weird. Can't um, be smoking a cigarette up there. You just pass out. I'm sure people smoke cigarettes Oh, yeah, people there. smoke. Really? Yeah. Although, yeah. you're not allowed to have an open flame in the station. How is this facility, by the way? Is it? <laughs> really? Yeah, we, we let Nora's in the um, in the dining room. So is it... In the um, galley. Like like an Olympic Village type of deal. Like there's a b- bunch of people there. Like how big is the actual facility and like the living quarters? And can you go outside of it without dying? Uh, well, we we work outside a well, lot, I mean, so yeah. <laughs> you know, but you don't like hang out. You don't go throw the football around. I think it's just uh, a we winner. Do, well, not like football. People play. Um, what's that sport? Hockey. Ult- no. Curling. Ultimate ultimate frisbee. frisbee. Yeah, there are those what? little the. Sorry, this is not my sport. Um, what are those chain things like that you throw yeah, yeah, it into? Frisbee golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, frisbee, frisbee golf. Wouldn't there everything just be frozen? Uh, well, don't touch the metal with your bare hands. Um, definitely <gasps> don't lick it. Oh, wow. That's really bad. Um, but yeah, it's... You can see Jimmy's experience with cold weather. He's like, doesn't snow kill you? Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Like, like uh, don't you touch it and then your whole body freezes? See, I told you! I told you there's a goddamn accident! Oh, Oh, man, man, what'd I say? Totally. Check this shit. Oh, man. There's a Prius just kind of turned around on the wrong side of the street. As you guys just heard, like, a really loud... Oh, this is great. This is like a... (laughs) It's like newscasting here. Oh, dude, did a bus hit it? Oh, no. No, it just spun out. No, no, there's another car that pulled over. That's a Hyundai. Hyundai and Prius collision. I'm telling you. heard it here. <laughs> this <laughs> intersection. I'm moving out of here so I can tell people where oh I live. Oh, my God. This intersection of 6th Street and Cloverdale um, is the most dangerous intersection in L.A. Every week. I told you guys in the beginning you of the did. podcast. Every week, there's a goddamn accident here. And look what happened. Right when we were recording a podcast, an accident happened. It's so oh exciting. Hilarious. That's amazing. I, I have a pair of binoculars here just to look at accidents. Oh, oh my God. There's been really exciting accidents. This is like whatever, you know. Yeah. I, I've I seen one when they hit the fire hydrant thing and uh-huh. water just shooting out everywhere. The whole neighborhood came out. It was, it's like those summer day in Chicago's when the kids like just dancing around, the, you know. 
taking a shower and stuff. And then there's another one. There's two in the last maybe three months or so. The car has flipped over like on its side. Oh, it's really exciting, guys. <laughs> I don't think anybody's died yet, and uh, that's why they're not probably putting in stoplight. They did put in um, a right turn only sign right here. It uh-huh. used to be you can go any direction, but I don't think people really look at it. Jimmy, can you tell us about your book? Yes, my book I'm is super called. I'm excited about that. <laughs> I'm hoping there's another car accident as I'm pitching my book. As you're reading, it, <laughs> it's like, so awesome. <laughs> Ryan, you can put in sound effects, right? <laughs> So my book is called How to American, An Immigrant's Guide to Disappointing Your Parents. Uh, I took them, I took a lot of time off from stand-up to do this book because I want to just write some like honest stories that's also funny. So it's about my life when I came to this country when I was 13, not really knowing how to speak English, to now playing a character in Silicon Valley that doesn't really know how to speak English. <laughs> Everything else in between, you know, like uh, struggling in a comedy club, paying $300 in rent in some dude's uh, living room, and he's basically selling his body for rent money. Um, <laughs> To working at a strip club, to work in a strip club, to disappointing my father, uh, quitting a job in finance to try to do stand up. And uh, I actually have an audition log here. Look at this. Oh, wow. Of like um, the hundred and the one hundred and one audition before the Silicon Valley audition. That's awesome. And you guys, uh, you you took me and my wife to go see you filming. That was so fun. It was was the last day of season five. I took uh, Kevin and his wife and uh, and my friend Remy. We can't talk about it, obviously, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a fun. It was so, the setup was awesome. It's a fun scene. I was smoking like two packs. And they also filled the area with fake smoke. It was was a very cool set. Like that set was built for that one scene, which I always find like really cool. And it was really elaborate. I mean, it was pretty elaborate. It was cool. Yeah. yeah, you guys, you guys have fun, right? Yeah, uh, oh, she had a blast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been on set before, but she, I still had fun. <laughs> this guy, I've hey, well, I mean, been on set before, but so it was okay. But it you know, so but cool. she, my wife, she'd never been on set, and she was, she was like, I, I talked her into going because she's, she's kind of shy. Uh-huh. I was like, no, you're gonna like it. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. And then she, she loved it. That's awesome. Just, especially, I mean, we got really good treatment. You, yeah, and you guys got, like sat behind the, the video like, monitor, directors' chairs, That's and we got, so the, cool. we got earphones and everything. Yeah, oh, she had a so blast. jealous. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Oh. It was good times. That's yeah. really cool. Bring me another jacket. Maybe next season you can come. Yeah. <laughs> just more jackets. <laughs> you know how we went to JPL. Yes, uh, that a, was super fun. Th- uh, somebody sent you. Sent, I think you sent me a clip. Somebody sent me a clip of of Jay Leno doing the exact same thing. Like, of what? Uh, of going to that same area. Like Jay Leno went there just because you know how he collects cars. Wh- which area? The Mars Yard. Yeah, the Mars uh-huh. Yard. Yeah. So you know how he collects cars. Uh-huh. He loves cars. That's the most expensive car in the world. Wow. So he did this whole clip on. It. He's like, so. They let him drive it around the <gasps> Mars yard. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. So anyways, the book uh, comes out March 13th. That's uh, really soon. Okay, yeah. so March 13th. and For now, you can pre-order it. And March 13th, uh, you can find it Barnes & Noble, Amazon, like everywhere. It's, it's Where do fun. I find a Barnes & Noble, though? <laughs> <laughs> you find Barnes & Noble on Amazon. They're selling the old <laughs> spots out. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a weird thing because you want to tell people, say, on my Twitter or something, like, pre-order on Amazon because that's uh, where people are going to go. 80% of people probably go to Amazon anyways. But my publisher tells me every book you do, you have to be very careful and uh, be kind of play the politics of it so you can't just say pre-order on amazon you want to say pre-order from any major retailer and it yeah. takes you a link that has all including the, like, like this okay. retailer yeah, yeah, which yeah. i'm gonna plug right now i'm gonna make i got jimmy to accept this offer i think it's gonna be awesome if you uh how many are you selling the book for uh i think Roughly. on amazon right now it's like 18 dollars okay something. so if you give yeah. 25 dollars or more uh to patreon 
and hopefully sign up with a equally generous amount. I'm going to get Jimmy to sign a copy. Yes. And I will mail it that. to you. So we'll, I'll do that's that. a special hookup. You'll get and an you, autographed you're version. You're going to buy the book. Yeah, so like, buy you, the he's going to yeah. buy the book. I'm, I'm getting Jimmy to agree to signing it. I'm not getting him to hand me a bunch of free books. Yes. Done. Uh, <laughs> books don't even work that way. My, my sister's an author. It's like, you get like, what? You probably get like $5 per book at most. Oh, if even I that. doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. It's, it's, like, it's like CD it's, sales yeah, uh, from a like, record label. Yeah, you get three cents. I don't know. Uh, yeah. sales tax it's gonna take usually, a while for me i didn't i didn't it's not a, i didn't get a big advance on it. i'm not that famous but like it's gonna take a while for me you get there get Man. that advance back and then you know uh, i would be in the black as they say also you got two movies coming out right yeah um crazy rich asians i'm super excited about that <laughs> that one's not coming out until august 17th but i think i just saw a screening of it it's fucking amazing awesome. um nice. life of the party coming out uh, May 11th, I believe. That's the one with Melissa McCarthy. And then, nice. uh, that's about it for now. But yeah, you guys can go to my website, jimmycomedy.com, and you can, oh, you you can get the... Oh, you professionaled it up. Yeah, well, no, yeah, it's still... <laughs> Look, you can still go to celebdicksize.com if you want. Oh, it takes you to the same exact website where you can buy my book. You can uh, see a tour schedule. I'm going on tour. I'm going on tour in uh, April. I know. Uh, so yeah. it's going to be, uh, I think, San Jose first stop in March 28th. And then April, I'm going to be in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia. And then uh, I'm going to be in uh, San Francisco, Sacramento. So it's DC? gonna be fun. Are you coming to Washington I'm coming DC? To DC? You can you can go to that. It's is it close to New York? How how close to DC? I'm yeah, not I mean it's DC. easy. Yeah, like yeah, four yeah. hours. <laughs> it's like a Vegas trip. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And we have trains on the East Coast. Cool. And I'm doing book signings when <laughs> when the book comes out, like the first week. When it comes out, the day of on the 13th, I'm doing Colbert. And then <gasps> no uh, yeah, it's gonna be really awesome. cool. And then oh that whole God. week. So next week I'm gonna be in New York. I'm gonna do a signing at the Strand. Nice. Um, bookstore, and then when I come back here, I'm gonna do signing at this uh, the book soup. Mm-hmm. Maybe find at Barnes and Noble if I can manage to find one. <laughs> I'll uh, be doing the, the uh, open mic at the Ice House <laughs> in Pasadena. If anyone wants to swing by, see that. so yeah, JimmyComedy.com or CelebDigSize.com. Your your choice, sir, Miss. All right. Um, yeah. you, if people want to follow you on Twitter, where where do they go? Liz? Let's let's get Jewish Santa going. Jewish Santa, is it at Jewish Santa? Santa? That might be taken. You got to check. Uh, I think I'm real Jewish Santa. Real Jewish You're Santa. Santa. Real Jewish Santa. I think so. I think that's right. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. but I have a picture at the actual Geographic South Pole. It's the real sign. You'll know. Mm-hmm. You'll know. Cool. And You'll I think we'll know. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah. And at Funny Asian Dude for me and KP Hickerson. Please follow me. Don't don't send your mobs of uh, blockers or whatever. Oh, flags. Yeah, retweet yeah. everything, please. It's the only way they fight the bots. Kevin supports Pepe. Right. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, and also, one more time, www.patreon.com slash SYJ. Get these donations, and I swear I will sell these mics. I'm going to say that until... I get even more. Like, who's going to buy them? People on Craigslist? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a box of stolen books from your <laughs> Jimmy books, selling them outside of the Colbert show. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being on the show, Jimmy. Thank you so much for being on the Happy show. Thanks for having me. All right. It's really joking. Bye. <laughs>